welcome to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck, and this is the first annual Oscar predictions episode of the podcast. This is something I wanted to do last year. Couldn't get the time together. Uh, thankfully, was able to do it this year because if you haven't noticed, haven't put an episode out in a couple weeks. And that's because COVID struck. And uh, But thankfully, I'm over in time to do this. And I want to get this done. So this episode, as I mentioned, Oscar prediction episode, myself and my two guests, we're going to go over 10 of the categories, not all of them. Uh, we're going to read you the nominees and we're going to make our predictions as to the movies that we think or people we think are going to win those categories. Uh, I want to jump right into things. So we're going to introduce my guest. Uh, first off, he is a returning guest to the podcast. He is one of the co-hosts of the Strange Indeed podcast on the Podcastica Network. Uh, and he was on for, I know we talked about Edgar Wright, which we're both huge fans of. Not nominated for anything this year, but uh, that's all right. And my other guest is a first-timer to the podcast. She is an actress living the life out in Los Angeles. Please welcome my friends, uh, Brandy. Bryant and Paik Allen to the podcast. Hey, Hello. what's going on, guys? It's <laughs> good. I, well, Paik, I brought you on because mm -hmm. I know. First off, I, I know you watch everything. Yeah, every, I'm so. It's weird because like I'm like a big Oscars buff, but it's not necessarily just. It's just like it's something I do every year. When once the nominations are out, then I'm like, now it's, it's time to binge through everything that I can which I think this is going to be the first year that I'm going to 100% complete it. So I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I know. I try and do the same thing every year, but I don't always, there are always movies that I'm missing, but I always make sure I watch the ones that I, I, I feel like are strong contenders to win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I made sure, I, but this is the first year that out of, of these 10 categories, I made sure to watch everything. And it was a chore because some of these movies are like, miniseries length type things yeah <laughs> like two and a half to three and a half hours long which is absolutely ridiculous uh brandy i brought you onto the podcast one because you're somebody i've wanted to have on the podcast for a while uh we've been friends for a long time in the sense that we actually made a movie together we did uh we made a zombie movie a couple years back um yes. i was yeah, on the production team you were mm -hmm. an actress in it but you know Yes, uh, I, little old me was 19 years old, rolling right. in. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's um, but we, you know, we've been friends since then. Even though you've moved out to the West Coast, we we went to a Bon Jovi concert together. We did it was so night, fun, <laughs> which was an absolute blast. But you know, you you've been an actress ever since. You're living out on the West Coast now, and you're pursuing it. So, who better to have on to talk about? Oscar-nominated movies and actors and actresses than somebody who's in the industry. And the Oscars are literally, like, one of my favorite nights of the whole year. I, like, it, I like have a party with my friends. I, like, we, like, sit and get together. It's, like, one of my favorite nights. And it's going to be interesting because this year, because I'm podcasting, one of the other podcasts I'm doing right now is The Cast of Us on Podcastica, in which we're talking about The Last of Us every week, and the season finale of The Last of Us I know. <laughs> is at the same time as the Oscars, and I'm on the episode talking about the finale, So I'm, but I'm watching the Oscars first, because that I have to see that live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I will watch the Oscars, I will either be incredibly happy at some of the winners or incredibly mad at some of the winners. And then I will go into the last of us and relive all those feelings again, being either incredibly happy or incredibly mad. So 
Um, but thankfully, we're not recording that episode of that podcast until Wednesday, so I have some time to watch the finale a couple times before we talk about it, which is good. Uh, I'm so excited talk- for that as well. Yes, yeah, me too. I'm, yeah, I know. We were talking. Sunday night's going to be a long night. <laughs> it is. It's going to be a very long night. <laughs> because we, uh, we all know that the Oscars are not going to end on time. No. They never, never do. And I think it's a start time. Is it a start time of seven or eight this this year? Uh, I think East Coast time. Because uh, I know it's five out here. So so then it's eight o'clock East yeah. Coast. Okay. All right. So it'll go for, it's scheduled for three hours. It'll go over. Always. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, who knows? that They tend to play people off relatively early now. That gives me such anxiety when I watch them get played off. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, if you're Michelle Yeoh, you just say you can beat them up. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, just keep talking. Yeah. You just keep talking anyway. She'll <laughs> tell you I can beat you up. Um, let's dive into it, though. We have 10 categories that we're going to cover on this episode. We have, uh, starting off with, let me get my list of actual order, uh, original score, visual effects, cinematography, directing, animated feature film, best actress in a supporting role, Best actress, uh, best actor in a supporting role, best actress in a lead role, best actor in a lead role, and then best picture to cap everything off. So, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we're going to keep this relatively uh, not necessarily short, but easy and casual. We're not going to do any deep dives into the movies for anybody. We don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen the movies yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is basically just predictions. We're going to read off the nominees of each category, make our prediction as to who we're going to win, maybe spend a minute or two revealing why we think it is. We can then quickly mention whether or not it was actually our favorite or not and mention that as well, and then we'll move on. And then at the end, if we have any other final notes for maybe any categories that we didn't cover, we can talk about that then as well. Uh, so if you guys are ready to go, I say let's just dive into it and get let's going. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So for those of you watching the video version of this, you're going to see this, the uh, the nominees on screen. But for those of you not, we'll, uh, we're going to read them as well. So starting off with nominees for original score, the Oscars 95 throws me because it makes me think I got thrown back in time like 25 <laughs> years. I know. Um, but Oscar 95 because the, it's the 95th annual <laughs> movies. But we have our nominees for best original score uh, being All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees of Inner Sheeran, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. Um, we'll read the names too if we want of the actual composer because they, they deserve the attention as well, not just the movie. But Brandy, let's start with you on this one. Uh, Looking at all the nominees for, I'm trying to find it in my notes. It's right here on the first page. I'm not even paying attention. <laughs> um, I'm scrolling through all the pages of my notes, and I'm not even paying attention. All right. So, looking at all the nominees for this category, mm-hmm. where where are you going with this one for prediction? Where do you, what do you think is going to win this one? I think it's going to be the Fablemans with John Will- for John, John Williams. Williams. Oh, 100. percent Yeah. Okay. Uh, Peck, how about you? Um, I'm going all quiet on the Western Front, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Volker Berneman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm with Brandy on this one. Um, I don't think you ever bet against John Williams. That's Mm-mm. a good, good po- to point. Be, <laughs> I mean, to be honestly, I mean, we have a lot of other ones in this category, you know, Justin Hurwitz for Babylon, uh, Carter Burwell for Banshees of Inner Sheeran and Sun Lux for everything, everywhere all at once. A lot of great scores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I mean, again, my reasoning behind it is I just don't think you bet against John Williams if he's no. nominated. Right. He he's the OG. I mean, he's the guy. He's a legend in this mm. in this industry. For me, it's always the two of them together too. Like him and Steven Spielberg together. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just think he's going to win. <laughs> it's a it's a power couple. Yeah, hundred percent. It is it is legitimately a a. Hollywood power couple. Yep. Uh, in that sense, I'm I'm making notes too as to what we all predict too because I want right. to keep track as to how many of us are right. Yeah. Um, uh, Pake, what's your reasoning for okay. All Quiet on the Western Front? Yeah, and it's actually my personal choice as well. Uh, okay. Just and because thinking of it, you know, aside from the John Williams and everything, but when I was thinking, which one stands out to me the most after I've watched all of them a couple of days have gone by, and I'm trying to listen to the music in my head, and like. As, as incredible as John Williams is, I was like, I can't pick out pieces, but then I think I'll quiet and I'm dun 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 is in my head immediately. And I'm just like, yeah, it's very ominous. There's it's memorable. And it just kind of plays this theme throughout the entire movie. And with a movie like that, uh, the, the score sets the tone of everything. And for it to be that memorable, I just think it really accomplished something. I get that, and I kind of completely agree with you on that. However, mm-hmm. that was kind of the negative for me because mm. it is something that repeats continuously throughout the movie. And for that reason, I was like, well, the score's not really that original throughout the movie. Like, it's it's a lot of repeat, mm. you know, chords and one notes throughout. So I was like, well, like, there's not a lot of variety in the score throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, again, it's a great score, but that's what kind of took it away from me. Yeah. I don't know. As somebody so, who's like big into music and as a, you know, musician who's done, you know, different stuff, that, that re- that speaks to me a lot because I think some of my favorite albums and music things are things that follow a theme and things that repeat and mirror throughout. So it's something that mm-hmm. is a plus for me, but I can definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally get it. I mean, again, this is all opinionated, mm. um, and I'm not going to say you're wrong, but you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, Brandy, if, was Fableman's your favorite as well as your prediction? No, mine was everything ever all at once. Okay. All right. I just like uh, the, the craziness of it all, I think. Yeah, that's a good one. And the interesting thing is we're all on different pages when it comes to favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I'm predicting the Fablemans to win, Fablemans was not my favorite, but yet my favorite was not either one of yours. No. My favorite, Banshees of Inner Sheeran. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that I, that the Irish in it, like mm-hmm. it's just it was. I loved it. I, I absolutely loved the score of that movie. I don't think it'll win I, again because I just don't think you bet against John Williams. But Banshees of Inner Sheeran was my fave mm-hmm. of the category. Uh, all right, cool. So moving on then to the next category, we have the category for cinematography, in which the categories are uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Uh, Pake, I'm going to get <laughs> let you kick this one off this time. All right. What is your prediction? You sound like such a fanboy, but these two just come together next <laughs> beside each other, but all quiet on the Western front. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's totally fair. Yeah, it's totally yeah. fair. I'm not judging. I'm not judging <laughs> any of these. I'm not judging you guys on any of these predictions, mm-hmm. at least not vocally. <laughs> right. Right. Just with his eyes. He's judging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's just the, I'm eye used rolls. to that. <laughs> If you're not watching the videos, yeah, Pake's used to that. Uh, Brandy, how about you, your prediction? 
I am the same. I think all quiet on the Western front. We are agreed across the board. Uh, Cinematography, my prediction as well. It was just shot so pretty. Like it just, Mm -hmm. it like held my attention the whole time. And like, I would love like seeing all the different things like going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, but in addition to that too, when you look at the history of the Oscars and the cinematographer, the cinematography category, most nine out of 10 times, if there's a war movie in that Mm -hmm. category, the war movie is going to win. There's so many moving pieces Um, that it's, Exactly. It's such I mean, a piece from, of art to do it and pull it off. Yeah, especially a iconic story like All, uh, All Quiet on the West. <laughs> I mean, this is a story that's been told time and time again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to see it portrayed in this light even more intensely than it's ever been portrayed before, I- I'll just put it out there now. It was also my favorite of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um I think uh, Elvis was a close second, in my opinion, because I just loved the the rock and roll uh, lifestyle that they portrayed through the cinematography. But uh, All Quiet on the Western Front was my prediction, and it was my fave. Nice. Yeah, me uh, too. Pay- okay, so it was the same for you. How about mm-hmm. you, Pay? All right. Um, based off of something you said before we were recording, I feel like I'm going to throw a curveball your way. My personal favorite cinematography? Avatar is not on the list. Bardo. <laughs> False Chronicles, A Handful of Truths. Uh, okay. All right. As a, as a Mexican huh. film that it doesn't make sense at first. There's so much just like what is happening, but by the end of the movie where everything has tied together, you're like, Whoa, but then, you know, that's story wise, but then even cinematography, like some of these shots are so off the wall and you, I, I'm just, I'm artsy in that way where I'm just like, I don't know how they filmed that. What came over somebody to put that together, but I was impressed with a lot of those shots. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I totally get that. I mean, and I'm somebody who, I mean, I have a movie-related podcast. I'm a major cinephile, like, and I love <laughs> things like cinematography. I mean, I, it's, there are some movies that kind of roll the divide where you either hate them or you love them. Mm-hmm. And I still go back to Birdman because mm. Birdman was a movie that you either loved, like people loved it, and if you didn't love it, you hated it. And I was one of those people that went to theaters to see that three times because I loved that movie. Nice. And, and I think that was one that won cinematography that year as well. Uh, I might be wrong on that. I'd have to. Yeah. No, I think it did too, because wasn't that the one where it was like one shot through like it's, most it's, of the film? It's shot as if the whole movie is one continuous shot. And I think mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie, there's maybe only four cuts. I'm pretty sure one for that, like for yeah. all that. 1917 was the same thing. Yeah. 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 1917 was another one. But again, you put a war movie in the category. Yeah. Cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I don't think Bardo has a shot in hell of actually winning, which is why I'm <laughs> predicting Western Front, but, but I didn't. Try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, again, like I looked at all the movies in this category, and there's some great movies in this category. As mm-hmm. I mentioned, Elvis, uh, Tar, I think, was fantastic as well, um, which we'll talk a little bit more about that one as we go through. But I, I mean, I didn't even have to watch all these movies to look at the nominees and be like, oh, All Quiet on the Western right. Front's going to mm-hmm. win. Uh, all right, moving on to the next category. Sticking kind of with the same motif, uh, we're going with visual effects. Uh, category or the nominees: All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Batman, which I was actually really surprised to see it mm-hmm. get nominated for something. <laughs> uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So we have Marvel versus DC. Oh no, yeah, Marvel versus DC. Uh, and Top Gun: Maverick. Uh, I'm going to kick off this one because mm-hmm. I think. Mine might be a, uh, I don't know. My prediction is Top Gun Maverick. Um, 
I don't think it's maybe I leaned more towards a favorite on this one <laughs> um, because there is one other movie in here that is most likely going to win it. Um, but I still didn't predict it. I think I think this is going to be a little bit of a shocker to people. And I think Top Gun Maverick might actually walk away with this one. Uh, Pake, how about you for prediction? I feel like I'm probably in a very similar boat to you, but I'm going ahead and going with the obvious prediction and saying Avatar is getting the win. But uh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I say, but personal pick, yes, Top Gun because visual effects, even though it's mostly practical effects, but the way that they film from inside these jets and things that blows my mind. And I, that's my personal pick. I think it should win, but I think Avatar. I think James Cameron. <laughs> is you know something that he's come up with even though i mean he's not behind the visual effects but i mean yeah it's it's what it's one of those things that i like it's a spectacle it's kind of a it's a double-edged sword like when it comes to music you don't bet against john williams but unfortunately with visual effects you kind of don't bet against cameron either Mm. um but you know brandy so how about you what's your prediction and your fave for this one so my my prediction i'm with pake is the it's avatar for sure 100 okay. percent. and then but my favorite would be black panther i think okay the way that they did a lot of the things that like clearly weren't there was really like the water and like the different like machines that they use and i thought like all that was really cool it was really well done where i believe that they were there yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, I get that as well. I mean, my my biggest issue with choosing Avatar is I, I've never made any bones about it. I'm not a fan of those movies. No. I think I think they are visual visual spectacles, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I think they're shallow as part of story. Um, but that's literally the category. The category is I visual. Know. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of being a little bit of a hypocrite <laughs> by saying that and not choosing it. Um, but I, I, I think I think I, I honestly really do believe there is a chance Top Gun could win it. Yeah. Um, I, I think if any movie has a chance of dethroning Avatar, okay. it is it's Top Gun. I'd agree. I would be so, surprised, but it could. You never know. I will literally stand and clap <laughs> if it happens. Film it. Proof. Um, uh, yeah, right. I, sh- I really should. I mean, I'm doing this. I'm doing this cat. I'm doing this uh, podcast on Oscars and I'm now producing visual, you know, content. I should just set up a camera in my living room Oscars as I watch. Reaction video. Yeah. Right. yeah. And just make an Oscars reaction video. <laughs> That's kind of actually, fun. Actually, probably not a bad idea. And then just edit it to all the different categories. Um, of the ones that, that I really fun. want to see. You should. Al- although if I do that, I will fully say that there are a couple potential people that if they win, you will see me bawling my eyes out. Oh. <laughs> we'll get to it. Don't worry. We'll get to it. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next category. This is... Mm. I'm really curious to see where this one's going to go because mm-hmm. this is a category that really pleasantly surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, animated feature film. Uh, the nominees, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, <laughs> The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Uh, Brandy, let's start with you, your prediction to win. Okay, so my prediction to win, I think, is Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro. I, okay. Like, you, we keep saying, like, you don't bet against somebody. For these type of movies for me, I just, and like this category with him being in it, I just would never bet against him. But the one that I loved was, and I would love to win, was Turning Red. Okay. Uh, Peik, how about you? Uh, Similar. Uh, Yeah, Pinocchio. I think Puss in Boots has a weird chance, but 
but Pinocchio, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Del Toro takes it. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. And my personal favorite. How about Faith? My personal favorite. Going into this, I would have never expected this, but after watching them, because I was like, ah, this movie's gonna be nothing. Marcel the Shell was the one that maybe emotionally <laughs> affected me the most. <laughs> <It's so cute. laughs> I, I'm I'm just gonna jump in here on that note um, because Marcel the Shell with shoes on is my pick to win it. Really? And it was also and it was also my favorite. I mm-hmm. think that movie is just so. I was so surprised at mm-hmm. how much I ended up loving that movie. Yeah. When I was done watching, had no everybody I've talked to that has seen that said the same thing. And then it was uniquely yeah. just impressive yeah mm-hmm. it's, it, exactly i mean jenny slate as the voice of marcel was just so charming <laughs> marcel himself was incredibly charming it, the movie was it was just so delightful to watch but i will say the movie that really did surprise me in being i it's a movie that i saw in the nominees i was like why was that nominated and then i watched it and i was like okay i can see it puss in boots mm-hmm. I actually thought that movie was a lot of fun. Yeah, I said it actually stands up a chance against Pinocchio because of the different mm-hmm. animation. It's like a Spider-Verse kind of different animation styles yeah, thrown together. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's what I said, too. I was like, this feels into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. animation, style, <laughs> um, which I love. But yeah, um, Marcel the Shell, like I watched that and I was like, OK, I, it's not to say I didn't enjoy Turning Red. It's Pixar. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not enjoy a, a good Pixar movie? Right. Sea Beast kind of got lost in the shuffle. It was fine. Everybody. It was an enjoyable it, animated movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do agree. Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was, was also fantastic. And I think it's probably a really strong content. It's one of the strongest contenders in the category. Mm-hmm. You're loving the underdogs so, tonight, Ben. I really am. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the underdog. So, um, and they've, they've won before. Yeah, they have. Coda last so, year still makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Look, if <clears throat> yeah, if Crash can beat Saving Private Ryan, I know <laughs> anything is possible. That's true. And Forrest Gump, which as much as I love that movie, can beat The Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, anything that's your movie. Possible. That's my movie. Randy knows. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's move on to the next category for directing. Uh, we have uh, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inner Sheeran, uh, The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. Pake, why don't you kick this one off? Uh, prediction and favorite for the category. Same answer for both. Daniels all the way. It's God, Everything right? Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, how, really? How can you not? I'm, I'm just going to... I'm just going to say it. It's the same for me. Mm. The Daniels, both prediction and favorite yeah. for this one. Uh, Brandy. So it's so everything ever all once is my favorite, but I think Steven Spielberg's going to win. Okay. For director. I, I think if there's any one person in this category who's got a shot other than the Daniels, it's Spielberg. Mm-hmm. He's another one you just don't bet against him. Like, I won't be sad if everything ever all at once. Like, that's who I'm rooting for. But I think they're going to, I think the Fablemans is going to get it. I think it's Steven Spielberg. Okay. All right. Um, I really don't think there's much else to say about this Not category, really. to be honest with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I talk about them. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, we're going to talk a lot about everything everywhere all at once into these next categories because I think I am surprised in... nobody said Martin McDonough, though, <laughs> just because he's 
brilliant in his own way. I'm surprised nobody picked him. I almost did. I'll be completely honest with you because if, if in my notes, I actually Todd field and Ruben Osland are fantastic directors. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a really tough choice to be honest with you between the Daniels McDonough and Spielberg Mm -hmm. because it's close. Mm -hmm. It's like a wild category. It, It really is. But I mean, God, I, I, I've podcasted on everything everywhere all at once. It was, and I'm not saying this is my prediction. It is one of my favorite movies of the year. Oh yeah. So I, I, I couldn't looking at all of them. I was like, I actually had Spielberg circled initially and now it's X'd with the Daniels um, circle because I, I changed my mind thinking about it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the Daniels favorite and prediction for me as well. We will see. <laughs> All right. So now we get into the uh, the interesting ones because I'm very curious to see if we're my favorite categories. <laughs> All of them. I mean, these are the main, these are the top five categories yeah. of. We're actually moving through these a lot quicker than I thought we would, but just totally fine. Because well, I feel like now is when we're going to really dive into. Talking Most about all this stuff. Most likely. But I'll also be okay if this podcast doesn't go for two and a half hours. True. As I'm sure the listeners will be just as appreciative. <laughs> Next category. We're going with the supporting roles. Starting off with actress in a supporting role. Uh, we have Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Hong Chow for The Whale. Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin. Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue, both for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, Hake, kick us off for this one. Let's just do predictions first this time. (laughs) Okay. And then we'll go back around for favorites. Where do you stand prediction wise? This one, these, these main categories are a little tougher for me to really predict, but I feel like, do we do a, a, like a globes repeat and it's going to be Angela Bassett again? I, I think. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going Bassett. Fair enough. Okay. Brandy, prediction. For, for who I category. think is going to win, I also think it's yes. going to be Angela Bassett. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm a little different, um, but my prediction and my favorite are also different. Mm-hmm. My prediction is Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inner really? Interesting. Yes. <laughs> um, but now, let's go into our favorites. Okay. And see <laughs> where we are and how we differ. Paik, who's your favorite for the category? I got to go with the the Scream Queen flipping things on its head. Jamie Lee Curtis, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I All love right. her so much. And just the range that she has in, in everything, everywhere. It's, it's awesome. Okay. That's my Brandy, favorite. How about, how, about, how about you? Who's your favorite? I'm going to go with her counterpart. I'm going to go with Stephanie Shu. Okay. She was my absolute favorite. Although Carrie Condon was a was a very close second there. Um, my favorite. I'm with Paik. Uh, Jamie yeah. Lee. I I initially had her as my pick to win, and then once I finished everything and I I thought I put some more thought into everything. I looked at all the names. It's like no. It's like I think Carrie Condon is a is a good choice. But here's my question now. Diving into this a little bit further, of all these nominees. Why Angela Bassett? 
man. I, I, either one of you can, you both picked her. So yeah. either one of you can kind of kick off. This. I like that we went silent. You said why? And we went silent. <laughs> I don't know. It legitimately is just kind of this gut feeling. Like I said, going off like, I mean, Golden Globes and then just seeing other people's yeah. responses and thoughts and just, it just, there's like this feel like gut feeling like this tide is, which is a weird pun ish that I didn't even mean to with all the water in that movie. But, uh, but yeah, she's just kind of riding that wave. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, the interesting thing about this category is mm. too, like you mentioned going off of the golden globe because that's what she wanted for the golden right. globe. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at all these other different award ceremonies that have happened since then. You know, we have the golden globes, we have the spirit awards, we have the screen actors guild awards. Almost every one of these actresses has won an award in this yeah. for this category mm-hmm. at a different award ceremony. Almost every award ceremony leading up to this has been different winners. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't really know if you can go by other award ceremonies. I mean, the Golden mm-hmm. Globes are probably the next biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Right. When it, when you compare to the Oscars. But, you know, the I think Jamie Lee Curtis won the, the, um, the, the Screen Actors Guild. Um, I think Carrie Condon won for Spirit Awards. I mean, they, oh, I think the only one who hasn't won an award for their roles is Hong Chow. Yeah. You know, which is really a shame because she's a fa- she's fantastic in that yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I took that into consideration when picking, and I was like, oh, I can't really go by previous winners because they've all won at different award ceremonies. Mm-hmm. It's such a crapshoot at this point. For me, the reason I picked her was... Um, I always, obviously I watch the movies and then I wait till the next day to see like who I think about still. And Angela Bassett and Stephanie Shu were the two that the next day I was repeating their, like their moments. Like, you know how, you know, when you watch a movie, you're like, this is why this person got nominated. Like this scene right here. So yeah. like they're, they're the two that like, I thought about that moment the next day. And I, I do, I think Angela Bassett's going to walk away with it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, don't get me wrong. If Angela Bassett wins, I'll be happy. She's great. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's fantastic. She absolutely deserves it with everything she's been through in his career in her career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She absolutely deserves the win. I even said, I went to an advanced screening of Black Panther and I even said to the people I was with after that movie was over, I was like, holy shit, she's gonna win awards for this. That and that now, whole scene just breaks you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we see, you know, she's nominated for the Oscar. Mm-hmm. And how rare is it that a Marvel movie yeah. gets nominated for an Oscar. I think the last time it happened, it was Black Panther. Yeah. Right. Alex. It was, was it last year? Was It was him, right? It was Chadwick last year? Uh, I think it was like, no, no, I think it was like two or three years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Was it? But I don't, I don't think it was any acting. I think it was visual effects. It's usually visual effects and like yeah. sound and film editing is like the most. No, Chadwick Boseman was up oh, for Oh yeah, he was for Black Oscar Panther. And Anthony Hopkins, right? Mm-hmm. And Anthony Hopkins won. Okay. All right. I couldn't remember if Chadwick was was. Uh, but that was, was for. for uh, but he was more alive at that point. That was for Ma Rainey's that he was up for best yes. actor. Yeah. Was it? Like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, because I was going to say oh, I don't think I don't think mm-hmm. a Marvel movie has been up for an acting award until now. Oh. I think this is the first time. But the only other Marvel movie to ever be nominated for an Oscar of any kind was Black, the first Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I didn't know that. All right. Let's move on to actor in a supporting role where we have the nominees, Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Inner Sheeran, Brian Ty Henry, Tyree Henry for Causeway, 
Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, uh, Barry Conan for Banshees of Inner Sheeran, and Ki Hu Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this one. And I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Prediction and favorite, both equally just the same. Ki Hu Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. And this is the one that I mentioned. If they win, I will cry. <laughs> um, because that man deserves every bit of accolation he's been getting. He's been sweeping the award ceremonies. He's won the Golden Globe, Spirit, um, uh, SAG Award. Like He's won everything leading up to this point. And I think he fully deserves it. Uh, Ki Hu Kwan, prediction and favorite. Paik, how about you? I'm going to just have to copy what you said. Prediction and favorite. <laughs> Kehu Kwan. Yeah. Um, Kehu Kwan is, I mean, it's, it's his first time back in so long. And just to give 25 that, years. Yeah. And to give that incredible of a performance and be willing to just, right, because I know a lot of these actors, that's why I, I went directing with this as well is for these crazy ideas just to be thrown at these actors and like, None of this makes any sense to you right now, but just do it and it's going to pay off at the end and to see them commit the way that they did, especially him after all this time and just to give that emotional of a performance and action and everything that he was able to throw at it. I think it's just a shoe in for sure. Yeah, I um, I actually just listened to um, it just kind of um, piggybacking off of what you were saying. Uh, one of the things I, it's uh, the studio behind it, A24 is one of those studios that I will watch pretty much anything they put out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they take so many chances uh, when it comes to filmmaking. Um, you know, you look at, you, you look at everything everywhere all at once. They also did the whale. They did um, the green Knight. They've done so many amazingly visual and just, again, just taking a chance on everything too, that you're right. Like I, I could see why you would put them up for director as well because of that. And if there was ever a category for best producer, yeah, um, you know, I could see or best production company rather um, a 24 would get nominated. That's mm -hmm. like no question in my mind. Uh, Brandy, how about we, you? We are three for three, my friends. I'm <laughs> okay. the same. I'm going the same. I want I, him to have his moment. I think everybody who works hard like that throughout the years deserves to have their moment in the sun. And I want him to have that. That's yeah. And I, I'm the same way. I want him to have that moment. I want him to, I mean, winning the golden globe is an amazing accolade. Yeah. Winning SAG award being the first Korean actor to mm -hmm. win that category for the, the screen actors. Guild, yeah. You know, is an amazing accolade. I want to see him win the Oscar. Yeah. Like, I, but I think his performance deserves it. It's not just cause I love him as him and like what he did right. in the past. Like, he brought me to tears a few times in that film. Like he, he was brilliant in it. So he also, he deserves it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not just because I want him. I, I agree. It's not just yeah. because I want him to have that moment. I, he absolutely deserves the win. If and when he gets it. Mm -hmm. So I, I like, like, you know how actors are like actors of this accolade. Like you look at Brendan Gleeson, who's been around for years. Judd Hirsch, just the same. Uh, you know, you, you look at these, seasoned actors who've been around it's one of those things that like if it's an honor when they they're the kind of people that say it's an honor just to be nominated yeah. and actually mean it 
mm-hmm. because you you look at the category, you look at everything Kihu Kwan has has won up until this point when they've been nominated for all the same categories and all the same award ceremonies. You kind of have to look at it and be like, yeah, I'm just I'm just getting myself ready now <laughs> that I will not be on that stage mm-hmm. at the Oscars. Yeah, it's just him being in this category this year just blows everything up. Because I will say, I mean. Yeah. Pull him aside. Brian Tyree Henry gave an amazing emotional performance. I think he did great. Yeah. But it's not. I think it's Judd not going to hold gave up. A fantastic. Like, that's, yeah. I was. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Judd Hirsch for me. Yeah. I mean, you you look at somebody who went from playing Jeff Goldblum's father in Independence oh, yeah. Day <laughs> to you know to 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 being the avatar of basically Spielberg's grandfather. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's why. He's he's a fantastic actor. I mean, yeah. he's and he's and he's still performing on the Goldbergs, which is amazing. <laughs> I also loved uh, Barry Cohen. Did I say his name? Kean in the Banshee. I thought he was so good in it too. Well, I mean, again, like, and I'll mention Brendan Gleeson. Like, yeah. how can you not yeah. root for Mad Eye Moody. It's I like, know it's true. He he's amazing it, in that movie. It's just yeah. All right, these are always Let's, so hard. I know. <laughs> Uh, but let's move on. We've got three yeah. more categories left, and they're just getting bigger as we go. So we have actress in a leading role, uh, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna Diarmas for Blonde, Andrea Risenborough for to Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, Brandy, where do you stand for of uh, prediction? For both, for who I think is going to win, and my favorite, we're going to go with Michelle Yeoh, a hundred percent. I'm hundred percent. How did again? We just talked about him. You don't have anything without her. Right. She was brilliant in that. She was brilliant in that. Yeah. I. I. I um. Pake. I'm keeping my thoughts to myself until mm-hmm. it get to me. Prediction. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. With okay. That. Who was your favorite different than your prediction? It is. Uh, really? Let me. Let me guess. Knowing you. Hmm. This is tough. I might. I don't actually know. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm going to take a wild shot in the dark and I'm going to say, Anna at the arm for blonde. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Then, then just tell us. Cause I'm not, I only, yeah, have uh, no, my, my personal. And honestly, I have, don't think I've even seen anything that she's done before that. She's not somebody I'm very, uh, like no okay. very well, but Andrea Risebro, uh, that role saying, I, and then like looking into a little bit, a British actress playing this just down on her luck addict, southern texas woman and being as believable as she possibly could be where just every time she's on screen you pity her and it it did it it affected me i I have to give it to her okay yeah fair enough i mean it's it's again these are all strong categories Mm -hmm. all strong nominees i thought michelle williams was fantastic in the fablemans um kate blanchett was just outstanding in tar i mean but it's kate fucking blanchett right yeah not um, how can you go against her? But I mean, I, I'm kind of with Brandy on this one. I think it's the same thing. I think I don't think you get as strong of a performance out of Kihu Kwan without Michelle Yeoh. It's true, and just and just the same. I don't mm-hmm. think Michelle Yeoh gives as strong of a performance without Kihu Kwan. I think these are two categories that are absolutely connected to one another. Yeah, and you just, don't get either performance without the other. Which is why I that was my prediction. I definitely feel yeah they they win hand in hand. But, but I gotta yeah. give my like and, and personal I, favorite. You know, it's like what affect me the most personally, yeah. which yeah. is is a, is a you know personal thing. You know, case to case. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the biggest thing for me for picking Michelle Yeoh is both my favorite and uh, um, my prediction is, as I mentioned before, I don't want her to beat me up. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I mean, she made that clear at the Golden Globes. Don't mess with Michelle Yeoh. Mm-mm. And then James Hong just went and enforced it even more at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which was amazing. I love that man so much. And I'm really, I'm really surprised he wasn't nominated for anything. But mm. I mean, you really. Yeah. His his role was kind of tiny compared to, to Ki-Hu Kwan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave the nominee to Kihu Kwan. So, all right. Let's move on to actor in a leading role. And I'm going to tell you right now, this was tough. This one yes. was tough for me, yeah. This was really tough. Um, first off, we have the nominees. We have Austin Butler for Elvis. Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Paul Mescal for After Sun. And Bill Nye for living. Uh, Paik, kick us off with this one with prediction. Yeah, okay. Um, this was d- easily the hardest. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. And it came down to two that were like tied. And yep. I kept flipping them back and forth. But I think, and I th- it can go either way. It's a toss-up between the two. But I think even with the Academy the heartstrings are going to pull a little bit for the win. And I'm giving it to Brendan Fraser. Okay. Uh, Brandy, how about you for predicted winners? So I'm the same way with you. I have two that I just kept going back and forth between, but I agree. I did. I put, I wrote down Brendan Fraser. Okay. Um, where all three of us are in agreement. Um, Woo. <laughs> Brendan Fraser was my pick to win. Uh, as well this was it, it was it was really tough going into these movies especially with the whale because of all the accolades that we kept mm-hmm. hearing brendan fraser was getting it's like god i hope this movie isn't overhyped right i hope i haven't become desensitized to this performance and 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 watching the movie i kind of got a little worried about that too because i was holding it together i'm like yes this is an amazing performance but it's not really like breaking me emotionally until and it did. then we get to one part in the movie <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that he delivers a particular line in a particular way, and the damn just broke. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like me with um, Michelle Yeoh, too, for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I wasn't sure what was going on, and then towards the end, she says one line. Her and Stephanie Shu say, like, they have, like, a back and forth, and I was, like, sold, 100% yep. sold. I mean, I, I, I'll, I mean, I'll put it out there, and it's really not a big of a spoiler because it's a line that's actually in the trailer of the movie. Mm-hmm. But when he turns and says, "I just need to know I did one thing right in my life," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Cheat!" Like I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and I was done for the rest of the movie, which mm-hmm. there's really not a lot of movie left mm-hmm. after that. That's in like the the third act of the movie, but still, like. I just remember watching that and being like, Jesus Christ, like this, he deserves the five minute standing ovation. He deserves all the, the, the awards and everything, which is why I'm going to tell you right now, as tough as this category was, I was between three, mm. but Brendan Fraser was also my favorite. Um, I will say it was really tough to choose my favorite between him and Colin Farrell. For Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Really? Um, be your other. Yeah. Um, 
what was your so we know what your predictions were and I just yeah. gave, gave you my prediction in favor but Brandy what was your favorite of the category uh was Austin Butler Austin Butler is Elvis yeah okay. that's who I went with he was the third like I said there were three that I was torn between mm-hmm. and that was the third but Paik how about you with the, the favorite of yeah the I was I was curious to see since we all said it was like a very hard like tied close up you know a uh, toss-up so but it sounds like, yeah, it was kind of in that same vein because Austin Butler was was my pick and even is my personal pick over Fraser by like the smallest of margins. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I think because for some reason, anytime I talk about this category with other people, like that's the name that comes to my head. I was like, well, who mm-hmm. really killed it? And I was like, Butler killed it as somebody who yeah. I never really watched on Disney Channel or whatever he did before. It was just kind Mm-mm. of, you know, OK, whatever this kid that is kind of on the outskirts of the radar to see him come in and like embody so well, everything that like to where even he was like doing interviews and awards and things still having the Elvis voice on. Cause he was just in it. And <laughs> it's like, he I, had, I it took him a while to shake that <laughs> yeah. voice. Even mm-hmm. dur- like even during there's a, it's, it's a great, I think variety was the one that did it, but they did mm-hmm. this great round table. Uh, there was like an hour long, and it was Austin Butler, Kihu Kwan, Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, Colin yes. Farrell, and, and there was one other actor there, and I can't remember who it was. Um, uh, I th- actually, I think it was Brian uh, Tyree, um, mm-hmm. was the, the third one, or the, the sixth one in there. And it was a fantastic roundtable with all of them. But even then, it was you could tell listening to Austin Butler, he has, still has a hard time kind of shaking that persona. Mm-hmm. He says it all the time. He says, I just fall into it naturally. Yeah. Yeah. But I think one of the, and Paik, I think it's one of the points you kind of touched upon too, like never having watched Disney Channel to know who Austin Butler was. It was very easy for me to get lost in his performance as Elvis because I wasn't familiar with him. You don't have those preconceived Mm -hmm. notions of his other work. Yeah. Exactly. And when Bre- with Brendan Fraser with The Whale, it's easy to get lost in that performance because he, other than his face, he looks nothing like himself. Right. Whereas Colin Farrell, that's pretty much feckin' Colin Farrell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of feckins in that movie, like, I absolutely adored it. Um, so, yeah, this was a tough category, but it was, uh, I, I think we're we're relatively on the same page, at least with our... And didn't all three of them kind of like we were talking about for the guys too? Was it? Didn't all all three of them win? I think they've all won at different award ceremonies. Mm -hmm. Brendan Brendan Fraser won the Golden Globe and the SAG Awards, Mm. which are arguably the two biggest of all of them. Um, But I think Austin (laughs) Butler won the Spirit Award. If I remember correctly. No, they split. I think they didn't. They split the categories. So technically, Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler both won. Isn't it a Golden Globe? Because don't they do like a musical and a comedy, and then a they do a drama mm-hmm. and something? Oh, maybe they. I don't remember. That could be. I, I don't remember. It could be the case. Yeah. Because I remember Colin Farrell won something too, but he hadn't won after that. Well, then but, it had it had to have been for for Banshees because I think that's the only thing he's nominated. For. Oh yeah. So. Okay, that's fair enough. But you're right. It's another one. It's pink. Like when we did the Edgar Wright episode and we had to put our mav- in our movies in order. And I was like, just take all five of those movies, throw them in the air, and whatever order they land, it works. that's the order that yeah. they're my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think this is another one. Take Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, and Brendan Fraser, throw it in the air. Mm-hmm. Whoever's name drops first is the winner. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Because I think they all gave out. That doesn't take away from Paul Mescal and Bill Nye because they're great. But those three mm-hmm. 
were so outstanding performances that if any, I want to see Brendan Fraser win. Yeah. But because it's another one, I want to see him get his, another moment right. with everything that he's been through. But if Austin Butler or Colin Farrell win, I'm happy. Right. I'm, I'm just as happy because mm-hmm. they all they all deserve it. Uh, all right. That takes us into the final category uh, in which we have 10 nominees. We have Best Picture. This is the final category that we're going to cover on the podcast. But we have the nominees. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water. The Banshees of Inishirin. Elvis. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The Fablemans. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Triangle of Sadness. And Women Talking. Um, I almost... I almost said triangle of weirdness just because (laughs) what my brain was thinking. I had to stop myself and actually say sadness. Um, 10 movies that I'm not going to lie. They're all fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, With the exception of avatar, but we already know my feelings on avatar. So I won't even bring that up of the 10 movies. Nine of them are fantastic. (laughs) uh, In my opinion. Um. But let's get your thoughts on it, Brandy. Let's start with you. Uh, your let's start with pick of. You know what? Let's let's go with favorites first. Favorites first. Time. Yes, and then we'll go back around for who we predict is going to win. Okay, um, so I have two favorites. Okay, Can I? all right. So yeah, I, I think that's fine. There's ten nominees, so I think yeah. it's we're good to to do that. All right. So my two favorites were obviously everything ever all at once. I've just loved everything about it, and then. My second favorite, which totally took me by surprise because I knew I was going to love it, but I didn't think I would feel all of the feelings like I did, was Women Talking. I had a feeling that was going to be movie, the other one. That, let me tell you, that movie, when it was over, I just sat in silence for a few minutes and just like stared at the wall. Like it mm-hmm. was a wild ride for me. And that mm-hmm. was one of the, and like they're just all so good in it. That was another one that I did not see coming. And I was just like, hmm, all right. Okay. They're my two uh, yeah, favorites. I, I had a feeling that was going to be your other favorite. And yeah. I knew everything everywhere all at once was going to be one of the two. Of course. Um, Pake, how about you? And if you if you have a, a, like two or three of them, that's fine. Right. Uh, well, I, I had just the one, but I think I could come up with like a, a runner up pretty easy. Uh, everything everywhere all at once is my favorite out of all of these. Um, I'm going to go back to our earliest categories. I'm going to give honorable mention and a runner up nod to All Quiet on the Western Front. It okay, yeah. I mean, it's you know, to get like a world war movie like that from the German perspective, where even that's different from the source material a little bit, I think, yeah, it it was definitely something special, yeah. I I agree with you again. I think it's it's an amazing movie, um, and I I think it's deserving of a runner up. And I hadn't, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that as a runner up from you, actually, Mm -hmm. especially considering all we've talked about it from covering the other movies, um. I'm going to go with my favorites, and I actually have a, a runner-up as well. Uh, first off, I just want to say that if you would have told me like two or three years ago that a Top Gun movie was going to be nominated for Best Picture, Never saw coming. I would have told you you were feckin' crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I saw it, <laughs> and I saw it in theaters. I saw an advanced screening mm-hmm. of it like two weeks before it came out, and just being like blown away. At how much I act because I think the first movie is fun but is incredibly overrated mm-hmm. uh, and it's totally dated and then I watch this one I'm like 
what? Like, I'm blown away mm-hmm. from this movie. So if you would have told me that, I would have thought you said you were crazy. But now I get it. Um, my favorites, though, I, I'll, I'll list my two out of the category. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm with you both on that one. Uh, but I'm different in my runner-up. Like, you two are. Uh, Banshees of Inner Sheeran is my runner-up for, for Best Picture. I just... I watched that movie, and I just... I was in awe watching that movie, not of visual effects, but just I was so drawn into the characters that I couldn't stop watching it. I was laughing with them. I was I like I just felt so much emotion watching that movie and I, I absolutely loved it. Did you tear that, up at that movie? I have to know. Did you tear up at that? There no, was one I, part for me that like it caught for Banshees, it caught my breath. Like I didn't see this part coming. And then it hits it, you and I was like and then I teared up a little bit. Was it the finger? No. Okay. It was the river. Towards oh, the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah, see yeah. it coming, and I was like, oh. Mm. Yeah, and then I that, teared up. I think that did get me a little choked up. I did get emotional at that scene. I don't think I cried, but, I mean, it, it's definitely a very sad moment of the mm-hmm. movie. Um, but, yeah, I just yeah, I just got so drawn into that movie. It's another one that sort of like Marcel the Shell with shoes on. <laughs> I, I was very surprised by the end of it as how much I had actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, But that leads us to our predictions for the win. And I, I just think we're all on the same page. I think so. I feel it. I think one. so, too. I really do. I just kind of – I'm just going to say it, and then you guys can agree with me or disagree with me. I think we're across the board on the same page. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It has to. If it's not, I will be shocked. Mm. I will be shocked. Yeah, I'm. I'm right there with you. I just there's so much about this movie. From I was actually really shocked that it wasn't nominated for visual effects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the visual effects in this movie are just phenomenal. Yes. Yes. Um, I, the I donut, mean, you, the whole thing. God, hot dog fingers. I mean, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I mean, I would have, like, I, I, I would have taken out Avatar. <laughs> That's just me. I know everybody else would be like, "How could you take out Avatar?" I would have taken out Avatar. I would have yeah. taken out Avatar too. It's oh, it's okay. it's interesting to to really consider it such a shoe in for Best Picture when way earlier I would have said it's too weird. It's too weird for best picture. It's too out there. There's it just I don't think people are gonna like gravitate to it. But then seeing the response, seeing yes. its track record with winning things, seeing anybody that I've talked to, I'm like, they're like, because they know I do this Oscar thing every year where I'm watching as much and they're like, give me one or two that I just have to watch. And I tell them that one and they come back to me and they're like, Holy shit, that was incredible. And it's like every time people are blown away by it. Um, do you, yes. do you start it off though? Cause they'll be like, what should I watch? And I'm like, you have to watch everything everywhere all at once. And I'm like, but listen, it's weird. It starts off weird. You're not going to follow it. Yeah. But once you get it, you're gonna be blown away. <laughs> and they're always like, okay. And then they're like, you were right. It was so good, but I didn't get it in the beginning. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's one of my favorite things about the movie. And one of the reasons why it was my favorite movie of the year last year. It's one of my, it's my favorite to win is that like when you watch that now, I have a friend of mine who watched it and he's like, I don't see all the hype in it. It was too weird for me. I didn't get it. And I'm like, sit down and slow your roll. <laughs> um, I, but like, I like it's one of those movies that like, I remember watching the trailers and really wanting to see the movie um, because of just how interesting it looked and how like weird it looked. 
And then watching the movie, getting through the first two acts of the movie and being like, I don't know what's happening, but yes. I'm so intrigued and mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. And then you get to the third act and you realize without putting any spoilers out there, you realize what this story really is about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you realize what the story is, your brain automatically <laughs> kind of reflects on the last two things, the last yeah. two act, the first two acts. And you're like, oh, yeah, like I see it. And then once you see it, you're in for the rest of the movie and the rest of the movie just becomes this emotional ride. Mm hmm. That I like, I remember watching the first two acts of that movie the first time and being like, this movie's crazy. Yeah. And then getting to the third act, I'm like, why am I crying? <laughs> I texted you. You were like, you have to yeah. watch it. And I was like, this movie looks so dumb. So I watched it. And literally at the end, I texted Ben and I was like, Ben, why am I crying? <laughs> he was like, I know. <laughs> And Brandy, have went out over the, all the years we've known each other. How have you not learned yet that I know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know. How long did it take you to finally watch Shaun of the Dead? A long time. And Shawshank Redemption and Scott Pilgrim. Right. Years. <laughs> years. And you just mentioned Pake's all-time favorite movie, which yes. is Scott Pilgrim vs. Yep. the World. That's yeah. number one for, for forever. <laughs> it's, really? one of the reasons, yeah, it's one of the reasons why Pake and I did the top five Edgar Wright movies episode together in the podcast. Oh, I love that. Um you know, but yeah, it's it's just it, it hits you uh, kindly. It hits you so hard emotionally once you realize what the movie is at, what the story this movie is actually. Yes. About. Yeah. And it's so brilliant in the way that story is being told that I just don't think there's any chance of any movie beating it. Mm -mm. But I think for... they do a really good job not giving spoilers either. I think that what they do brilliantly is that they set you up. You're confused. Your brain, it finally clicks like, and your brain clicks and then they show you why it works again. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, they it, redo it, not redo it all, but they like, they help you along with it. But I was like, Oh, this is great. This is going to sound weird, but it's kind of almost like a knives out movie. Yes. Where uh, you yes. see, you see the story playing out. You don't know what's happening. And then you get the reveal. Yes. Uh, but this is a much different reveal because this is an emotional reveal. Mm -hmm. It's not a physical reveal. This is an emotional reveal. And then once you get it, it luckily it hit with 95% of the people who have seen the movie. Yeah. yeah. And then the other 5%, like my friend who, you know, like I said, needs to just sit down and <laughs> <laughs> go back to watching Anchorman or something. I don't oh. know. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't think there's any... I will be incredibly surprised with all these other categories we've talked about. We've mentioned like if this person wins or this person wins, yeah, we can see it. It can happen. This is the one category that I feel so strongly that I will be shocked if any other movie wins. Um, yeah. I think if there was any movie that I think would, that could win it, maybe Elvis. Or maybe Banshees. But I think Top Gun could be a weird dark horse. I think it could be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I actually kind of agree with you. I think there's a I think, albeit small, I think there's there you're right. I think Top Gun could be a dark horse. I mean, there's always ones like that come out of nowhere, but I I truthfully in my heart don't think that this is one of those categories. Mm -hmm. Like I yeah. think it's I think it's that. I think it's everything ever all at once. Yeah, 
I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, so that is the 10 categories. And we actually got through them in about an hour, which is fantastic. We did. We got through them relatively quick. Um, but that actually leaves us some time to kind of talk about any other categories we want to talk about. Because, Peik, I know you've watched a lot of them. Um, yeah. I don't have them listed here. Um, I've mean, got my own notes best. that I take throughout all my watches. So I've got. Oh, and, and I'm. <laughs> And I'm sh- I'm sure you do, but I mean, you know, we have the shorts, both um, animated and live action. We have documentary, mm-hmm. documentary short. We have best writing for screenplay and adapt uh, for uh, adapted screenplay and screenplay, and there is also original song, international features. I, I, I always love the international. Oh, international films. movie, which I mean. If you look at international features, I think All Quiet are on the Western. I think I think All Quiet's going to win for sure, but it wasn't my personal favorite, actually. What was your personal favorite? Close. Yeah, that was that was a good one. And that, that movie broke me. Were... That movie broke me. <laughs> yeah, you um, remember the night I watched that? We were talking about. It. <laughs> yeah, because I had to I I had to search out subtitles for that one for you, for you to be able to watch it. Um, which I did. I I think you got I it. I, you came through for me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's I, now I'll, I'll freely admit there's still I, I'm not completely done. There are still some mm-hmm. movies I have to watch. I wanted to make sure I got through all of the ones that we were going to be covering. Me too. But there's, there's still some foreign films I have to watch. I still have to watch some documentaries. There are some uh, categories that I just like, I can't lie, that I like pick and choose the movies that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the ones on here that we've talked about, I've seen all those. But then yeah. the other ones I'm like, mm, this documentary looks good. Let's see this one. I'm actually I, the older I get, I find I, I find documentaries more and more intriguing. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy mm-hmm. watching documentaries, so I, I actually plan on watching the documentaries before the Oscars. Which at this point, by the time you're hearing this, it's Thursday morning. So you have a couple <laughs> days. Got a few days. You have a couple days to listen to this before the Oscars happen. Um, and 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 hopefully, if you're listening to this, and there's some movies you haven't seen, but they're movies that you've heard us predict that could win or some of our favorites, you have some time to, to give them a watch yeah. before the ceremony. Definitely watch one the of the reasons why I talked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to give us a couple days. I didn't want to release this on like Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wanted to give a little bit of breathing room in between. Um, but I also couldn't wait. I couldn't do it earlier because some movies weren't even out yet. Right. Like living released very late. Yeah. It was the last um, one that I checked off of all the ones we needed for today and avatar is not coming out until the end of the month. So mm-hmm. the Oscars will have already come and gone by the time avatar is released. Yeah. And so, women talking I, came out like last week, didn't it? A week ago. Yeah, I think, yeah. Weeks, it was like, it dropped and I was like, I'm watching it now. Like, I did the same. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like I kept planning this and I'm like, I want to do this, but I want to wait till there's as many movies as possible out. And then living was taking forever. Women talking were taking forever. I'm like, come on, like release these movies. The whale took longer than I thought. Right. It was take. Mm-hmm. But that was the one for me that when that released, I was like, I'm watching this tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've since watched it twice. Even really? though there's other movies I haven't watched yet. I still watch them <laughs> twice. Um, I've watched the trailer for it like 10 times because really, well, because I mentioned that moment in the movie that broke me and how that moment is in the trailer, watching the trailer before seeing the movie, that moment did nothing for me. I was like, Oh, that's intense. And then I watched the movie. And now every time I watch the trailer and I see that moment, I get choked up because that was me for women talking. That's how weird because I know what that moment entails at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, 
any other final notes as far as anything Oscar related? Because once once if we're finished the Oscar talk, we're gonna do some plugs. We'll make some recommendations for some other stuff. But I, I don't want to do that unless we still if anybody has anything left to say about the Oscars. I don't know. Just who was the I host? Uh, a Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. It is Kimmel again. Yeah. And I was because I have at least the the things that I've seen all of. I still have one documentary I haven't watched yet, but I think I'm pretty set on my documentary pick. If anybody hasn't watched Navalny, <laughs> Fire, okay. Fire of Love was great, but Navalny just like blew my mind. Fire of Love is one I really yeah. want. To see. Mm-hmm. That's that's one that I want to make sure I watch before the um before I go. But as far as like international films too, one of the other ones that I haven't seen yet, I want to see EO. I um, was not a big fan of that one, but I don't know. Maybe I was expecting something different, but I don't want to like. How was the quiet girl? I haven't seen it, but I've watched the trailer for it like three or four times because I can't figure out what exactly is happening in it. It's 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 good. It is one of those movies that kind of breaks and warms your heart back to back. It's OK. It's it's definitely kind of a rough watch and then a really heartwarming watch. They managed to kind of throw mm. it in there. So I, I, I enjoyed it. All right. Um, there are two animated short films that I want to watch purely because of their titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know which two you're talking about. The world, yeah. And Ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it. <laughs> um, and the other one, which is the one that actually got laughs when they even announced it, is My Year of Dicks. Yes. Uh, which I've um, seen, but I've seen I all watched the either shorts. ones. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the ostrich one is literally only 11 minutes yeah. and my year of dicks is 25. So yeah, there's <laughs> again, these are ones ostrich was, it was a, it was a close, it was a toss up between that. And then what I ended up going with on my pick, which the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. Cause it's, it's an old children's story. And it's got like mm-hmm. Idris Elba and it's got some great voice acting in it. And it's just, it's one of those very feel good where you're like, kind of just find yourself crying and you're just like, these are all the affirmations I needed in my life today. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I- Idris Elba and Gabriel Byrne, I think is one of the other voices that's in it as well. Uh, um, yeah. Gabriel Byrne, who, if, if you're not familiar with Gabriel Byrne, Oh God, like he's done. Um, I know the name. Of, um, End of Days, Enemy of the State, Hereditary, mm-hmm. uh, going all the way back to Excalibur from like eighty one. Like, he's oh, been, okay, you got yeah, me. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's still a number of things I've yet to watch. I'm looking at. A, I'm looking at a lot of it now. Um, but again, a lot of it's just documentary, short documentary feature, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh, and the shorts. Almost all the feature film stuff I've I've kind of gotten through. Yeah, um, the one I'm always interested in too is like the original song because I always pick one and I'm without fail I'm always wrong. I I saw that I don't Top think I've Gun, ever picked that. Yeah, I saw Top Gun was nominated and I was like, oh sweet, that One Republic song that will not leave my head. And then that's not the one, that was nomi- <laughs> and that's not the one that was nominated nope. with the Lady Gaga song. Nope. I was like, well, that's not the one I wanted from that movie, but okay. <laughs> yeah, they went with it. Was, it's the Lady Gaga song from Top Gun Maverick. Um, I think there's a Taylor Swift song that's nominated too, right? It's Applause, Hold My Hand, which is the Top Gun one, Lift Me Up, There's Black Panther, Nanu Nanu, and then This Is Life. Okay. I honestly I honestly think the one from RRR is going to win. 
I'm, that's my pick. I think, even though I have, there's still yeah. one of those movies I haven't watched yet. That's my pick. Cause Wait. it's, it's fun. <laughs> Which movie have you seen yet in that category? Uh, tell it like a woman I have not watched yet. Okay. RRR is the one I haven't watched yet, but I've heard the song. Like it's ridiculous in all the best already. ways. That whole movie. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, that's what I hear. It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I know it's over three hours, like three, three hours, hours and five minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which does it God. feel that long? <laughs> Not really. Honestly, you get pretty sucked into just the ridiculous action and storyline. And yeah, cause it's a, it's a Tollywood movie, which is like, like Bollywood, but like a different region of India. So it's very with the, the costumes oh. and the music and the dancing and the whole sets and everything. It's yeah. Oh, I love that. But those kind of movies are so fun to watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> they, I, I need to watch so more to Indian watch. cinema because I always have a blast when I do delve into it. Um, I, I know. Well, you mean you look at two, uh, one of the other past winners. I don't remember what the song was, but the song that was in what Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Jai Ho. Jai yep. Ho. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I, I got that you. One, <laughs> that one that year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, which is another catchy ass too. And it gets stuck in your head. You can't yeah. help it. I'll be singing that for the next two hours. <laughs> now that you, now that you yeah. just brought it up. Yeah. yeah. I see. Uh, part of me wants to go on YouTube and watch the video of it. And I'm like, no, don't do that. The dancing. You, it's so it good. Ruin your night. <laughs> <laughs> ruin your night. Uh, any other final notes as far as Oscars are concerned? I think, I think I, there are a few categories that is going to, they're going to be interesting. But like you said before, I'm, I won't be sad if any of the other, like if any, whoever wins, I'm excited for it. There's no one that I don't, I think I'll be like, really? The the only, the only one I will be sad if it doesn't play out the way I hope it does is Ki Hukwon. Yeah, but I'm so determined that he's going to win that I'm like, "Mm." that's not (laughs) refuse an alternative. (laughs) Yes. Not, not even preparing for it. I'm just going (laughs) to say he's going to win and that's, and that's going to be it. Uh, but yeah, so anybody who's listening, who is interested, who's actually going to be watching the Oscars, I'm sure you already know when they are. Uh, but just in case you don't Sunday, this coming Sunday, March 12th, 2023, starting at 8 PM Eastern standard time until 11 Eastern standard time. So about three hours, it'll go longer. It always does, uh, with Jimmy Kimmel hosting this year. And then I think he's still doing his annual Oscar show immediately afterwards. (laughs) He usually does. And I think he's, I think he's done it even on the years he's hosted. Mm-hmm, I, I think sure. he leaves and he immediately goes out because his studio, I think, is right across the street. Okay. Yeah. So he goes over and he has a lot of the winners and the nominees on uh, on the show. So I usually watch that as well. I'll watch that. And then at like one o'clock in the morning, I'll switch over to The Last of Us yeah. and be incredibly <laughs> tired on Monday morning. And cry. And probably cry mm. for many different reasons <laughs> on Monday night. Sunday's just um, gonna be emotional. Yeah. It's gonna be an emotional night. It yeah. really is. Um, I'm I'm gonna cry when people win. I'm gonna cry when people lose. I'm gonna cry when people die. It's 100%. <laughs> come on. It's gonna be an emotional night. I'm just gonna have to like uh, knowing me, I'll put on like an episode of Family Guy to try and lighten my uh, myself uh-huh. up as I go to bed. And I'll be the one where they killed Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your luck. luck. No one, yeah, exactly. No one, my luck. Uh, let's get some plugs in before we, um, you know, give you guys a little bit of t- attention before we, uh, we start to wrap things up. Yeah. Pake, I mentioned at the top, you know, you're co-hosting Stranger D right now with our friend Rima, who's 
on the Cast of Us podcast with me right now talking about mm-hmm. The Last of Us. But uh, throw some plugs out there. What do you got? I mean, Strange Indeed. Tell us about that. What else you got going on? Right yeah, now? so Strange Indeed. Uh, we're covering You season four on Netflix right now. The back half of season four of You drops. Uh, well, as you're if you're listening to this, the day it releases today, Thursday, the back half is released. So we'll start covering those episodes this next week. So we're covering that over there. That's been a fun ride. And then also Run for Your Lives, me and Daphne. Yep. Um, our kind of monster movie, creature feature, <laughs> horror movie, disaster movie podcast. Also on Podcastica now, officially. So that's awesome. Um, Which I think was a really smart move. I right, really did. Like- <laughs> it fits so well with Podcastica. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are covering uh, yeah. Jordan Peele's Nope. That'll be up tomorrow on Friday. So A movie I was actually surprised got no nominations. This right, year. really? Yeah, it, yeah, it should have got something. I, I think it should have gotten maybe at least some visual effect nominations mm-hmm. or editing something. Right. I haven't seen it yet, so I it's can't so, can't throw great. in on that. But it's I haven't great. seen it. Yet. <laughs> I just Add know my girl Kiki your, Palmer's in it, so she I was incredible. Add it yeah. to your list. I will. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's what uh, I've got going on. <laughs> you and <cool>. Nope <laughs> episodes these this week. <laughs> Yeah, and I know you recently covered on Run for Your Lives. I haven't listened to the episode yet because I actually don't know if you released it yet. But the mist, yes, that's out. Um, we had that, a that's out. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, yeah. I'm a little behind on that one. But yeah, that movie, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really curious to listen to that episode of your podcast because that movie has one of the most fucked up endings. That movie oh, made yeah. me so mad. <laughs> that was like a the lockdown endings. movie that I was it's... like, I'll just go through all of these horror movies and watch them. I think I watched that, Event Horizon, and another one where I was just like, forget today, I'm going to bed. I can't. <laughs> it's, it's, why yeah. during a pandemic would you sit and watch horror movies? Like I don't know. I was like, well, there's nothing else to do. I was I like, mean, why you not? Might as well have just went through like all the like what's outbreak the with, movies too. What's the one with Kate Winslet? Where like Titanic. <laughs> that's my favorite but no the other one where there's like a pandemic contagion um can, yeah I, think yes. it's contagion. I watched that like second week of lockdown <laughs> i was like this is what's happening right, here we go fair, fair <laughs> enough i just i just sat and binged the office and parks and rec for like two years <laughs> <laughs> i needed co- i needed uh, comfort television yes yeah. <laughs> dive into that uh brandy how about you anything going on like any projects nothing right now just just living my life out here nothing too crazy at the moment still auditioning for stuff i hope while you're out there yeah okay Mm -hmm. that's awesome i will let you know (laughs) good um any recommendations anything that's out there in the world right now not oscar related as far as like movies you've seen recently, you would recommend television shows you're watching. You would recommend books, podcasts, anything like that. I always make recommendations for listeners. Uh, so anything out there that kind of like really sticks out, you want people to check out. It's tough because I've been living that- in Oscar world yeah. for the past. Month. I know. I know I have too. The first thing that came to mind, just because the second season is coming out, is Yellow Jackets. I'm like anticipating mm. that, and I cannot wait. I've been watching that. I've watched Wednesday recently. I'm on the same note. Have you guys seen The Fallout? Is that what it's called? The Jenna Ortega movie? Mm-mm. I have not. You need no. to like, okay, you need to watch it. It's okay. her and Maddie Ziegler, and it's, it, it's I don't even want to give anything away. It's so good. And it rips your heart out and it catches you in, in the first like 20 minutes. It's not a long movie either. I think it's called, I, I, th- I think it's called I the fallout. Even, 
I don't even know if I've heard of it before. Mm, I don't think so. To be honest. That's and Jenna Ortega is someone who's on my radar now, especially because of Wednesday, um, yeah. her episode of Hot Ones that she did. She oh, that was so movie. good. Um, and she's you. in the new Scream movie that's uh-huh. releasing. Is she oh, in you? you. She's also you. in you. That's where oh, I first okay. saw her was you. And then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping she'd come back and this season we're covering right now, but she was tied up with Wednesday stuff. So, And she's in the new Scream movie that's releasing, uh, I think, within a couple weeks. Yeah, it's like it's out. like this Friday. I think it comes out. I th- yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, because there's a lot of screenings happening right now, and they're usually the week before the movie mm-hmm. releases. So it's, um, yeah, I had an issue with my email. Otherwise, I would have gone to see. But I already know who the killer is. So don't tell really, me. I'm not. It got it got it got spoiled online. That sucks. It, really, it got spoiled yeah. like three weeks ago. I didn't see it. Somebody Somehow. released like on TikTok. Somebody took a video capture of the killer revealing themselves and posted it on TikTok. People like, suck. Why would you do that? Boo. You're right. People suck. That's still, oh God, I know this is a story I've told a number of times, maybe not on this podcast, but I've, I've told a number of times over the years. It still ticks me off to this day. This is before things, before spoilers were huge. This is back when IMDB still had message boards. And this is the reason why IMDb does not have message boards anymore. <laughs> uh, the final, oh no, um, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the book had just come out, had literally had been out for three days. Mm-hmm. That was it. I was on the IMD message boards at a movie, reading messages for a movie that had nothing to do with Harry Potter because the Harry Potter movies weren't even... Oh, no, I think they were a thing at that point. Yeah, they were coming out. Yeah, the movies were coming out. But they had absolutely nothing to do with Harry Potter. And I read somebody's message, and they put their message about the movie, and at the very end, they type, by the way, Dumbledore dies and Snape is the Half-Blood Prince. I'm like, are you (laughs) fucking kidding me? The book's been out for three days. They gave away the entire plot. And they Mm -hmm. gave away the entire book. That's awful. I'm so thankful IMDb got rid of message boards. Yeah. People suck. But now we just have Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok to ruin everything. <laughs> right? I would just I, scroll. Like, I'm a, I'm a quick scroller. Like, if I think it's going to be revealed and I don't want to know, I'll scroll no. through. Yeah. No. I, I'll put I would have been so mad if I would have found out who the killer is. And, like, that's, they're one of, that's one of my, like, movie franchises that I try to be surprised. Oh, the Scream franchise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Thought of a, a plug last second. Uh, yeah. New, yeah. Newer movie. Uh, definitely not Oscar situation, but <laughs> stupid and ridiculous. And Magic Mike's last dance. Oh yeah, hell yeah! No, um, <laughs> go see Cocaine Bear. It's an amazing ride. Oh my of god, <laughs> stupidity in all the best ways. It's it's a fun time. There's good <laughs> actors in that too, right? Yes, absolutely. It's Ray, Ray, uh, Ray Liotta's last performance. Oh yeah, right, Ray Liotta's final movie. Yeah, I mean, and Elizabeth Banks is just she's so great in writing and directing and acting mm-hmm. like she's just fantastic <laughs> in everything. So I like, yeah. I was on board for that just because Elizabeth Banks was behind it. Right. And I remember watching the trailer for that and thinking like, this is utterly ridiculous. And I love every second of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Um, yeah. So uh, Brandy, did you make any recommendations? I forget. Or I do you have the, any, uh, the fallout and yellow. Jackets That's right. My two. 
That's right. Um, I'll, I'll make a quick recommendation. This is a movie that came out last year, and I recommend it to everybody. Doesn't matter how many times, because I absolutely love it. And I'll make the recommendation now because we are in a Pedro Pascal essence uh, <laughs> happening right now between Last of Us, Mandalorian, SNL. But this is a movie he was in last year that I could not wait to see, and it did not disappoint. The unbearable weight of massive talent with Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage is one of the most fun. That's what it's called. It's called the unbearable weight of massive talent. And Nicolas Cage plays himself. Mm -hmm. And it is so utterly ridiculous (laughs) and so much fun. Pedro Pascal is just so charming. He is like, this is his year. It is. This is absolutely his year. He's so sweet. Like all his interviews, he's always so kind. Yeah. And I love it's, that for him. I met, I mentioned actually this on the last episode of the of the cast of us that we just recorded. It actually just came out at the at the time you're hearing this yesterday. Um I even said I was like it's so weird to watch him as Joel on The Last of Us because he's playing this broken character. But then every video you watch that he's been doing promoting it and promoting the Mandalorian, like with Snack Wars with Jon Favreau and Mm -hmm. SNL, he's just this incredibly upbeat, witty, charming guy. Yeah. Which just shows his range. Have you seen him ask like all the (laughs) have you seen him ask all the like interview interview people when they're I mean, they can be men as well, but usually they're women and they have their nails done. It, without oh, no. fail, every time he's like, "Can I see your nails?" And oh, then no. like talks <laughs> about their nails for like thirty seconds <laughs> in every interview he has with a woman that has their nails done. He just, I think did. it's so funny. <laughs> he it, seeing him blush on Graham Norton uh, <laughs> this past week because Graham Norton brought up the fact that on Twitter he's known as Internet Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, just seeing him blush and try. And it was so funny, too, because during that same interview, I watched the the entire segment, the entire interview, not just the clips, because I, I I enjoyed Graham Norton as well. Um, they started asking him about uh, the Mandalorian since the Mandalorian just started back up and he called Grogu Baby Yoda. And somebody called him out on that. And he's like, Baby Yoda. And he's like, oh, crap. He's like, Grogu. I'm not supposed to call him Baby Yoda. He's like, I got to go. Disney's going to be calling me in a second. <laughs> and, he legit, and he legit walked up and walked off the stage for a second, <laughs> but then came back. So That's he's great. just so funny. And he's just like so charming. I love I love that he's getting his time. And it's yeah. I love that people are finding him on Buffy. Because wasn't he in an, he was in an episode yeah. or two with Buffy. Mm-hmm. And like, yep. I guess Sarah Michelle Geller. Have, did you see that? Like tweeted out and he's like yep. not on the internet, but tweeted like mother when mother met father. And it's like the two of them in that because they call him daddy. So like she's yeah, like, well, and they yeah. call her mommy. But well, I was I cracking that, up. I think that was part of the reason why people started calling him internet daddy. Oh, really? Oh. I think a lot of it has to do with Sarah Michelle Gellar's tweet about it. <laughs> so now everybody's calling him internet daddy, which is great. I love it. Um, all right. I think that probably is it going to be about it for this episode and wrapping everything up. Any final notes from either one of you last pitches, uh, plugs, notes, anything like that? I don't think so. No. I'm excited Uh, to see how, will you tally it up? Like since you wrote it down, will you tally up who was the closest one? 
you know what's funny is I wrote it down for the first one and then never wrote them down for any of the other ones. So, well, good um, thing it's in a recorded that. forever. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Well, once, I want to see who was the closest out of the three of us. <laughs> once we're done recording, I'll go back over everything okay. with you guys and I'll write it all down. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it now on the recording because everybody just heard it. Like, I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> um, cool. So, um, that being said, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, um, Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. We got some great shows coming up. Uh, I have I haven't announced this online yet. I'm I'm getting to the point where now anytime I have a guest come on, like a celebrity guest come on, I'm just going to put the episode out and then say who it is, um, because all, too many times it's happened where I start talking to somebody, we start going through negotiations, I put it out there that they're coming on, and then it falls through, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, like that sucks. So now I'm like, let's just have let it happen first. And then I'll put it out there. But I can say this one is 100% confirmed. And it's sure if you watch the show Superman and Lois, uh, Woolay Parks is going to be joining me on the next episode. Nice. Who plays John Henry Irons on Superman and Lois, which is going to be returning next week. So perfect time to have him on. He's coming back mm-hmm. on to promote the, the, uh, the third season of the show, which is fantastic. Um, our friend Eric, who is... Um, on the cast of us with me he's going to be joining me we're going to be doing our top five favorite mel brooks projects for the podcast uh and then we've got some other stuff too we got we're going to do some professional wrestling related episodes sorry pake not aew i know know. for that reason i'm out (laughs) (laughs) exactly um but we've got some other great episodes coming up. We're going to do body swap episodes. We've got Mark Summers is going to be coming on the podcast in April, which I'm really excited for. Um, that's confirmed that he's coming on. We just haven't nailed down a time. So I can I can make the announcement on that one. But I've got a lot of other people I'm reaching out to this year as well. So thank you for listening. Uh, go to WilhelmPodcast.com, which is where you can find everything from where to subscribe on how to send emails uh, for feedback or anything like that. And also links on where you can subscribe on social medias across the board. Uh, Brandy and Pake, thank you for coming on and doing this. Yeah, um, it was a blast. This is fun. Something- Again, I wanted to do this and maybe we'll make I'm I'm going to do this episode every year. So let's just say let's meet up again next year. Yeah, I'm totally down. If you'll have and, me back, I am more than happy. I've been and, so excited to do this. So I'd love to. Do um, me too. <laughs> well, uh, you'll both be back on the podcast for other things in the meantime as well. I'm sure of it. Uh, but let's just say next year, let's do this again. I mean, uh, the three of us for the for 96 Oscars. Wild. Or Oscars 96. <laughs> yeah, we're not going, we're not going to just recover the 96 Oscars just for fun. We could, yeah. but I mean, no. <laughs> starting at Oscars one, what's your prediction? <laughs> well, I'm going with bye bye, Bert. No, that's even before. Mm-hmm. Oscars one, or that's no. Bye bye birdie was no. after Oscars one. Oscars yeah. one was well before Bye bye birdie. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thank you guys both for coming on, uh, and being a part of this episode. Again, thank you to everybody who's listening or watching on YouTube if you're doing that. Uh. But until next time, we'll see you guys in another episode of Wilhelm. Take care. See ya. Bye.